Good morning. My name is Isaac. Today's Bible passage uh, is actually two readings. The first one is from Romans 5, verses 1 to 5, and the second is from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 1 to 10. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And John chapter 10, verses 1 to 10. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Well, good morning, everybody. It's nice to be back once more. Let me just turn the gain down a little bit, please. There we go. As we come to look at God's word this morning, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it speaks to our hearts and minds and to our souls. And as we look at your word from John this morning, may your spirit guide us and lead us in the truths that you want us to learn. Amen. This is our third of the uh, great I Am passages that uh, we've been looking at. We know that our Lord used very simple language, word pictures, which were familiar to uh, his audience, to the people of that time, word pictures to convey divine truths to his listeners. We've been looking at the great I am passages and we've seen that God used this I am as his name, the name of God. Who sent Moses? I am the one who is, the one who is the almighty creator. And through these parables, Jesus 
takes us into the heart of God, into the heart of the eternal. We're going to look at our most remarkable passages, passage from John 10. For in this parable, there are two great I am statements that our Lord uses to describe himself. I am the door and I am the good shepherd. Now, most, most times people just jump to the I am the good shepherd, which is a, a very good one. But I want us to have a look at I am the door. We'll have a look at the I am the good shepherd a bit later. And focusing on in verse 9, we read, Jesus says, I am the door. Whoever comes in by me will be saved, will come in and out and find pasture. Now, this imagery may be a little difficult for us, but it would have been familiar to um, people of Jesus' day. It's hard for us to think of a farmer with his sheep wandering the pasture lands and calling each by name. We have this idea in Australia of mobs of sheep, you know, thousands strong. How are you going to come up with a thousand different names for your sheep? That's going to be a difficult task, isn't it? Something a bit weird. So is the picture of a sheepfold. The sheepfold um, was a bare patch of ground, sometimes with a, a cliff or a hill behind, and it was uh, surrounded by uh, a, a quick wall, a rough wall and maybe some thorns over the top. And there was an opening through which the sheep came and went, a narrow opening. And at night, the shepherd himself lay across the entrance so that no sheep could come in or out except over his body. So in the most uh, literal sense, the shepherd was the door. Jesus was the door or the gate. So what does that mean for us today? Although the imagery is a, a little bit unfamiliar, the message is still vital to us in 2020, just as it was to those who first heard it. No one can come in except through me, says Jesus. I am the door. I am the gate. But what are we coming into? Many years ago, we were having some work done at our home in Wimberley. Uh, we were getting a deck built. But before the deck could be built, I had to have a retaining wall put in. And it, the foundations needed to be dug onto solid rock. We had a sandstone shelf. And so we had a big mechanical digger and a big rock breaker attached, and away they went. It was very exciting, but very dangerous. Now, the men doing the job knew where to stand, uh, out of the road of the big machines, but my children didn't. And it was more than a few times that uh, uh, the workmen had to tell Matt and Sarah, um, please get out of the way. That was until my wife, Wendy, called out for the kids to come inside and shut the door. And they could watch from behind the sliding glass doors. You see, behind the door, there was security. 
Behind the door, there was safety. No one can come in except through me, says Jesus. I am the door. I am that security. I am that safety. We come into the safety of the Lord. We read uh, Romans 5, which tells us that we have been justified through faith and we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. And it is through Jesus we enter into that faith and receive that assurance. And eventually we have, through character building and all of those things, we have a hope, and a hope that does not disappoint. For God poured his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And so that's what it means to go through Christ. It's when we say yes to God, that we know him in Christ, as we hold to faith that the Christ is, that Jesus is the Christ. When we do that, we enter into a fellowship of a believing community. Yes, we become part of the flock. It seems like an old fashioned term, doesn't it? The flock, but it's true. We are his sheep. He is our shepherd. We are part of his flock. And that always brings up the, the question, which often gets heated at times, is do I have to go to church to be a Christian? Of course, there are many good people in the world, aren't there, who have nothing to do with the church. But we know that it's not a matter of being good. Being good won't get you into heaven. Rather, it's as we realize our weaknesses, as we respond to Christ, as we confess our sins to him, we believe that Jesus is the son of the living God that he died upon a cross for our sins. And if we believe that, we can't help but pass through the door into the fellowship of God's people, the church. To say, yes, I am a Christian, but I don't belong to a church is a contradiction in terms. For the Christian always called into fellowship with others. You can't be a Christian and live in isolation. If that's one thing I've learned about COVID, when we couldn't go to church, when we couldn't meet in the early days, there was no live streaming. There was maybe a, a, a rough Zoom or a Facebook on a grainy camera. We couldn't sing. We were isolated how terrible it was. For the worship of God couldn't be fully and faithfully offered. And how soon after a few months 
were people going up the walls because of COVID isolation. We couldn't go to work. We couldn't do lots of things. We were there with our own thoughts. And it drove some people mad. Oh, to be in fellowship, to come to church, to come to worship where we hear the gospel of salvation, when we know that's already been done, where the access to the Father, to God the Father, is generously discovered and it's beautiful and joyful where the the sacraments that we will share soon are joyfully celebrated. And one of the greatest things as we join together is a sense of acceptance. Because it doesn't matter your age, your height, your look, where you come from. We can gather together as brothers and sisters in Christ, we are family and we accept one another and love one another where we can feel the warm embrace of fellowship. So as we come in the door of Jesus Christ, we bring, have this sense of security and serenity. All this is ours as we enter in through the door who is Jesus Christ. Well, that's coming in, but it also says we we go out. Part of the parable speaks of going out through the door and finding pasture. So what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, in faith and fellowship of Christ, the Christian goes out to do three things. To face the challenge, to grasp the opportunities, and to know the power of God. We go out through Christ to face the challenge, to live a Christian life in the world. Sometimes there's a sense or a danger that we get into a kind of ghetto mentality where we live and move and have our being only in a safe community, untouch the world as little as possible. There've always been those who would sought sought to live apart from the world. But the challenge that comes to you and me is to show that we are God's people, that we are his sheep in the areas where we live, in our workplaces, on our playing fields, where we socialise, how we live. We need to show that we are God's people in the four corners of our world. And sometimes that's not easy. It's not easy to stand out from the crowd and say, no, I will not be in that. That is corrupt, that is unethical, that's not right. Sometimes it's hard to refuse to be part of the flow 
of our corrupt culture in which we live. And it's definitely not easy when people see that and we end up with snide remarks or being left out. That's the challenge. The challenge of living a Christian life in a non-Christian, hedonistic, whoever has the most toys in the end wins society. So it's tough. Secondly, we go out through Christ to grasp the opportunity to give Christian service to the world. This service can be seemingly insignificant in the things that we do. And it can be the little things that matter. What kindness kindnesses we show to others in their times of trouble. Just think back to the acts of kindness that you yourself may have received when you were hurting. How important that kind word was or that kind deed was. What of listening to one another. One of the greatest ways we can show love is to listen. There are people all around us who are craving just for someone to listen, to hear their story. Down through the years of my ministry, the number of times that I have sat, whether it be in nursing homes or hospitals or people's homes, all they wanted was someone to listen. Sit and listen. Listen to their stories. Now, mind you, some those who have uh, visited have told the same stories over and over and over. But still, I sat and I listened. People want to be understood. That their needs and their wants are heard. How often a wise counsellor is praised for the help they've given and all they've done is quietly, sympathetically and creatively listen to someone who is hurting. Thirdly, we go out through Christ to know the power of Christ's fellowship as we grasp the opportunities, as we face the challenges in and for Christ. For remember, we have the promise that Jesus said, I am with you always. We have that mighty declaration born out of experience from the Apostle Paul because of the gospel and his involvement in it. He knew imprisonment, stonings, beatings, shipwrecks. (coughs) Excuse me. But he says this, Philippians 4.13, I have the strength to face all conditions by the power that Christ Gives. I have the strength to face all conditions by the power that Christ gives. Are you one of those persons that like to have kind of little motivational posts sent to you? Maybe, you know, stick a poster on your wall. Have that one this way. I have the strength to face all conditions by the power that Christ gives, Philippians 
4.13. And here's a challenge for those who are into the social media. Why don't you post it? Put it on your blog or your tweet or your gram. I don't know what else goes. I don't into social media. But stick that on and see what reactions you get. Do it, and I'll ask you how you went next week. For it is in the power and strength only that we receive in Christ that we can accept the challenges and grasp the opportunities. We know that that God never puts a burden on his people without providing them with the strength to carry that burden. Remember when the poor old disciples had been out fishing all night and hadn't caught a thing? What did Jesus say? Launch out into the deep. Trust me, launch out into the deep. And we know the story, don't we? They caught a huge haul of fish. So many that their nets were almost breaking, but they didn't break. Launch out into the deep of your world and great things will happen through the power of Christ at work in us. Many, many years ago now, my auntie, who at the age of 65 volunteered to go with World Vision to Somalia, where she lived in a refugee camp for six months, most of the time in a thorn shelter, and this was her third tour of duty. She was a trained nurse for many years, but she found herself not only delivering babies in the most primitive conditions, she had to change wheels on four-wheel drive trucks, face malnutrition and disease every day, give injections and dispense medicines. But one of her most fascinating stories was that she was distributing blankets, blankets from Save the Children Fund in South Australia. These blankets were bought from money that she helped raise in the two Save the Children Fund stores in Adelaide. She used to manage the shop. She used to raise the money. And here she was, some time later, giving out those blankets. And her testimony was this, that in those months in Somalia was the power that came to her she was able to do all kinds of impossible things for a 65-year-old with crook knees. She was able to do impossible things for a 65-year-old woman in Somalia. Everything was against her, but she said the power and presence of her Lord made things happen. She knew what it was to go in through the door. She knew the security and the serenity and safety of being inside. She knew what it was to have fellowship of the church. 
But she also knew what it was to go out through the door, out to face the challenges, out to grasp the opportunities, out knowing the power of Christ's abiding presence. Jesus said, I am the door. Whoever comes in by me will be saved, will come in and go out and find pasture. Let's pray. Hi, oh Lord Jesus, we live in a, a world of cities, of tall buildings, one-way streets, roundabout suburbs, gated communities. We don't necessarily know what sheep are like or what shepherding entails. But sometimes we feel like sheep in our world, being herded by the do's and don'ts and oughts and ought nots of media and news and so many voices telling us what we should and shouldn't do. Voices we don't really recognise. And sometimes, Lord Jesus, in the din of those voices, your voice gets lost. Sometimes we don't even recognise our own voice. Lord Jesus, calm and quieten our hearts and our minds and our souls so that we can hear your voice. Hear you leading us. Hear you calling us. We so often miss your voice. But help us. Help us to come in to the sheepfold and go out to enjoy the fellowship and understand the security of the, the mercy and grace which you have given us. May we sing in our hearts a great song of rejoicing of grace. Amen.